Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Intradonato, the Black Knight Nation podcast brought to you by Higher Echelon, the company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our uh, Black Knight Nation YouTube channel. We have Coach Munkin's press conference from yesterday. We have Austin Hill's press conference from yesterday, and we have Champ Harris's press conference from yesterday following a disappointing, I don't think that is the right even word to put it, um, 21-14 loss to UMass. Um, we bring in Steve Anderson now to talk about it. And Steve, I mean, you have a perspective, a different perspective on this game, right? Because you have two brothers that are UMass uh, grads, so you were probably hearing it a little bit yesterday about this one. Yeah, uh, a lot. I was hearing it a lot. Um, also, my older brother played on the 2006 National Championship team who ended up losing to App State, but they lost to Army – um, his junior year. Um, so I, you know, I always had kind of the upper hand on him and, uh, you know, you know, text messages, Oh, the times have changed. Don Brown's back. Um, all this stuff. Uh, so it was good family fun, uh, to a point, uh, while I was sitting at home, uh, pissed off at, uh, everything I was seeing on, on Saturday. So, uh, really frustrating game. And just did, you know, I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, uh, about how these losses against Troy and LSU could affect the team. And I was very um, worrisome about how we would come out and play, you know, following a defeat like at LSU. And I just felt like we just could never – we never could put the pedal on the metal and, and, and step on the gas. And it just felt slow throughout the game on Saturday as far as – I don't want to use the word sloppy, but it just seemed like something was off uh, the majority of the game. And UMass came out and just punched us in the mouth, and it was almost like we could never – we never got off the ropes after that. I think um, flow, right? Army really didn't get into a, a good flow in this game, especially on offense. And the defense had – you could. we'll break this down in a little bit about that counterplay that UMass was running, and they just didn't have an answer for it a lot of the times. And, um, man, I was thinking one word to describe this game would be sad, but I just – just thinking about what you were talking about now, it's, it's brutal. It's a br That's a brutal loss right there. You know, to a team that UMass's program had won two F games over FBS opponents in their last 39 games entering entering that game yesterday. And I know Don Brown is there, and they beat New Mexico State at the beginning of the season, and some of the games they were pretty close in were one-score games in a couple games this year, and their seven losses. They weren't playing like a team that had lost seven in a row. They were They were not. No, I mean, I, I said it last week, don't sleep on Don Brown. Uh, you know, he recruited me out of uh, out of high school uh, and uh, a lot of respect for that coach. And I, I just – I don't think we slept on him. I just think it was – I don't think we ever got out of the funk. Um, I also heard um, just through the channels that it was uh, – we're just coming off like – some fair weeks and, um, you know, guys were 
having to spend more time in the classroom than, you know, than they were able to, or really that, you know, they just had to because of exams and stuff. And I look, I know how crappy their weeks are when you're getting graded on something every day of the week. Um, and it's just like test, get out of there, learn the next thing, another test. Oh, we got practice. Um, not making excuses. I'm just saying yeah. that there are, you know, um, a variety of reasons why the past three weeks have um, looked the way they have. And, you know, I, I was good to see Kay get back in there. A little surprised as we were texting Sal, a little surprised that he went in when he did. But, yeah, again, I just think UMass came out swinging and then yeah. it just we, we could never kind of get the initiative back. Yeah, a couple of kind of behind, not behind the scenes, but just from the press conference, you know, you don't really, like, I asked Coach Monkin a bunch of questions, of course, about the game, and we can get into the fourth and two play um, in a little bit. But as far as Bryson Daly and his, his availability on, you know, yesterday, I mean, he was he went through um, pregame practice, but Coach Munkin said something to the point where he took a shot that made his pain feel a little less, so he was ready to play. Um, they didn't want to start him apparently, uh, you know, champ Harris gets to start champ. There's a, a little bit of a struggle for the freshman, but I thought in the end, Steve, at the end of that game, when he had that touchdown drive, th they might have something there as far as the way they ran their offense, like a kind of a one, two minute offensive drill real quick. You know, you, you think you might, we'll get to the air force matchup in a little, in a little bit. I'll save that for them, but they might have something there with Champ Harris and the way he he ran that drive. Um, so Daly was available, and it was just a matter. And I was thinking at the beginning when he's in the game, Steve, he's not running too much. He's handing off the ball, right? But then he gets that first contact, and then you see, hey, this offense can move the football a little bit when Bryson Daly's under center. He's a physical presence. He runs in between the tackles, and they got saved a little bit on that 12-man on the field when they fumbled inside in the red zone. Right. But they bounced back. They, they scored He scored right away. And you know what? That ended 159 minutes of army, not scoring a point one 159 minutes without scoring a point in this offense. Uh, <laughs> that's is, that is some, that's some dark, that is a dark 159 minutes, man. Man, and so I asked Coach Munkin, you know, did you think that it would take this long for this offense to kind of get in gear, so to speak? And he was like, if you had told me um, we would score 14 points in a, in a, in a span of th three games, he would be, like, taken back by that and shocked. And that's what it's been, you know. And, you know, with all due respect, the defense, you know, once they got it together, right, they allowed the first 13 points. And that seven points in the second half, was set up by uh, – I could you tell if that punt was a fake or not, the one where they lost yardage on? I I um I don't know. I, I don't it was think, a fake. I, don't, I do not I do not think it – I don't think it was supposed to be a fake. Okay, he said in the press conference it was a fake. But UMass just – UMass just schemed it right. And so, it you know – I didn't see – and I, I can go back. I didn't unless it was like a, a pure run fake, maybe because I didn't really see any routes that were turd, you know, a drag route or anything that was. So maybe he maybe it was a, a run fake, but I didn't see any like, you know, wing back or anything sneaking out to to catch the ball in a flat 
uh, because it was only what fourth and six or something like that. Yeah, they didn't have a, a too long to go, but um, you, you know what? Before that, the, the snap, I saw Cooper Allen and Tyson Riley, one of the shield guys. I'm using the wrong term. One of the shield guys have a little chat. So I'm thinking in the press conference, I'm saying to Seth, I think there's a this could be a fake because why else would Riley talk to the punter and but then when you see it coming, maybe the rush from UMass was just too much. He did a smart play not to boot it and not to get blocked, and he just ate it. But then Coach Munkin's saying it's a fake in the press conference. He called a fake. So Yeah, I mean, I, it could I be also uh, very uh, possible as there's just a miscommunication. Uh, mm. I would not, uh, you know, misread or, you know, hey, just remember this is like – one of those instances where we can run the fake here based mm. off the call and the putter didn't see it or Riley didn't see it or somebody didn't see the, the automatic check, you know, there could be a, a thousand. Yeah. So, but more than that, um, yeah, I think the defense played well enough to win. I do, uh, you know, I do think that, um, uh, UMass surprised the defense at first with their athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes to the point where I believe the coaching staff probably thought they could get through this game without Kate Ballard having to play. Oh, uh, Bryson Daly, Bryson Daly, Bryson Daly. Sorry. Yeah. It's uh, all good. Yeah. Um, where, uh, they thought, uh, they could get through the game without Bryson. Um, yeah. And they just, came to find out that that's not the case and we're going to have to shoot this, shoot them up and get them back in there or something like that. So I know just um, talking to a couple, I wouldn't even call them team sources, but they, the hope was for Bryson to save Bryson for air force. That was the hope. And that was my thinking too. And then, you know, you get down 13, nothing and something you got to get some momentum. And you know what about that punt? I know we it's, I'm writing the quick thoughts, and that's not even on. I've written the probably almost a thousand words already. I haven't even mentioned that punt, and we're talking a lot about it. Coach Munkin said he was looking for a spark, yeah, something to spark. And I guess, I mean, are your options down to a fake punt in this offense? I, I, I guess it is. I, 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 I don't mean, know, but I, you know, on that point though, um, you know, momentum's huge in a football game, and special teams is one of the. I mean, they're called special teams for a reason. Um, because when you make a huge play on special teams, it sucks. Like that defense would have just got punched in the gut after having to stop our offense again. Special teams lets up a first down. Now they're on their heels. I mean, it's a huge momentum shift. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you have to try to find something going on when you're not putting up a lot of points. Yeah. UMass was uh, letting up 37 points a game, I think, or something to that note, and Army got 14. You know, and you thought this was a game that Army's offense can get back on track. You know, this was a game, a good game in between, you know, before the Air Force game to get some momentum, and it didn't happen. But the thing is, even through all they went through, right, through the fourth and two play at the seven where we, the Army decides to pass, and, um, man, that, we break that down. The two-yard punt, you know, the fake punt that doesn't work. 
you know, after that Champ Harris run, that 36-yard touchdown run, it's a one-score game with, like, what, five minutes left or something like that? Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Plenty of time for the defense to step up and give the offense a chance. Yeah, and it just they, – they couldn't stop them uh, quick enough, and they were left with, what, like 20 minutes, 20 seconds on the cl- clock Not somewhere much. around? Not yeah. much. Yeah, something like that. And I thought there was a time where – between the first and second timeout used that maybe some time ran off the clock that they could have called a timeout earlier. I have to go back and look. This is my memory watching it from the field. And that any time there is valuable, right? Any time there was valuable and they just didn't have enough and they ran out of time. And I'm telling you, Steve, um, watching at the end of the game from the sidelines and seeing two senior tackles, Connor Finucane and Shane Buckingham, this was the play before the last play. We thought it was the last play, but it wasn't the last play. They're just staring at each other in disbelief. They are just staring at each other in disbelief that they can't believe this is happening. They've lost five in a row. They just lost to a UMass team that they beat 44-7 to last year. They can't believe it. They just can't believe it. And, you know, the signs are pointing, in, in, in my opinion, the signs point to the offense. The offense is not holding up to its end of the bargain. Granted, the defense allowed 234 yards to the UMass running back. That can't happen, right? But the offense, I mean, it just can't can't it, the UTS the UTSA game must have been a mirage because that was the perfect game for that offense, and we haven't seen anything close to that. Well, I think I think another thing though is, um, you know, in the beginning of the year there weren't film there wasn't film on the offense. Hmm. All right, so now teams have. Uh, they have not just film on how we're going to run, but they have tendencies and they have alignments and they have splits and they have, you know, they have all those, all those minute details that are all on film. Now, um, teams have that to prepare for. Um, yeah. they, knew who, they knew who our players are. Um, they know who they need to, you know, target to, to prevent um, big plays. Uh, so, you know, first three, four games, it's like kind of, you know, we got new offense teams are like, okay, we don't know what they're going to be running, but now there's a lot of film on us and, uh, teams can, can, uh, can take advantage of that now. And, um, uh, you know, to say that and go off of Ven's point, um, yeah, we lost in all three phases, but, you know, I think, um. Yeah, this one was definitely the toughest to watch throughout all three phases. Uh, but I think that it, they all kind of are feeding off each other to a point where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't think the defense played horrible against Troy. I thought we had a fighting chance there. Just, um, you know, no points. And then obviously LSU, you know, you know we're not going to put up 67, 70 points against LSU's defense. Um but again, I mean, 21 points is doable. You know, that's kind of like where we see, you know, the the best defenses. You know, Air Force has got a tremendous defense this year. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's, it's probably a little uh, demoralizing to the team when you know going into games now, like the offense is struggling um, and you're wondering if, you know, UTSA is going to come back or we're going to be stuck in this, you know, 14 is all we got for the foreseeable future. 
Wow. Yeah. So I just started the game, right? The 43 yard pass, you know? Yeah. 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 Big big play, right? And then two plays later, they're running an end around for some reason. I have no idea why you're running an end around in that situation. And let me say this before I start getting on the play calling. When your head coach is questioning the play calling in a press conference and saying the play calling is part of the issue with the offense, then, I mean, there's there's something there. You know, there's something there. You know, uh, I, Steve, you, you, you played the game. You know, you, your football knowledge is much higher than mine. I don't have a down to my name above fifth grade peewee football, but I've seen enough football to say that. What are we doing? What are we doing here with some of these calls? What are we doing on that fourth and two play? Why are you running a bootleg uh, on a fourth and two play from the seven and throwing to a, a tight end that's double covered in the end zone? There was nowhere to go in that play. You're almost using the sideline as another defender. Yeah, and I kind of um, – look, I, I don't uh, – I don't uh, – what do we got here? We got you know, yeah, he's, Army running the plays that Thatcher was calling at his last team. Well, um, I, I, so I do think that there is play calling, um, but there's also – no, um, like putting, putting him in that position at the end there, a young quarterback, um, and he's trying to make something happen. You know, you're not setting him up for success if it's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's going to force something, uh, verse maybe having a seasoned guy, just make that quick read and see it's not there. And then just go, just duck, tuck it. Put your foot down and go, right. Put your foot down and go. You know, I, and I, I just, I don't like it when, and you know, I use this term from what my, you know, just growing up with my dad when, um, but I don't like it when teams get cute with the play calling. Mm. Um, yeah. Like it just doesn't, it, you know, there's an, there's an offense and there's tendencies and there's things that we do um, well that when it's fourth and two, we've got to just go with what we do well. And not Monkey get, said that. Yeah, Monkey said run the football. He, yeah, he wishes well, we he would run the football. Yeah, we just can't get cute. And, I, I, you know, that's offense, defense, and special teams. Like, no need to get cute. Like, one, we have never been a cute team. Like, we ran the triple option for the past decade. Like, it's dive, dive, follow, dive, follow, pitch, you know, and then your favorite, the, the inside counter, right? Like that was, uh, that was, um, you know, no, don't get cute. And I feel like in this offense, and it could just be feeling out the players. And, you know, this is, I think we've all agree that this is a learning year and a feeling out year with how we're going to go um, and how it's going to go. And maybe that's part of it. Um, that's the optimism in me is uh, hoping that, we are going through this process and trying to get wins, but understand that this is a process and there's some leniency right now, not from the fans, obviously, and you're not going to get it from the, the old grads or the players or anything like that. Um, but if there is a time to figure out uh, if things are going to work against UMass, you know, Maybe that's when you do it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I honestly Ooh. felt like brutal. 
Yeah, it was I, – I honestly felt like throughout the game that there was no real sense of urgency. Like, this was never going to be out of our hands. Kind of like we felt like we were in control even though we were losing. Yeah. I kind of felt like, all right, like, it's just a matter of time. Like, it's UMass. Like, we're going to be okay. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that just never came. The The, you know, we got a couple touchdowns there late, but – there was never this like, okay, we've, you know, we've come over the top now and like, we're going to bury them. Yeah. That was not going to happen. Let's go real quick. Thank you for the comments, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, John Griffin said no crack wheel seam uh, pass plays. Yeah. No seam passes in this, as this offense really so far. Um, the real routes to the, you know, the running backs that Navy uses a lot or their slot Navy uses for their slots. That would be nice. We, we saw one to um, Tyrell Robinson against either Boston College or Troy, but the pass was a little underthrown. It could have been a touchdown, but it wasn't. So we've seen that once. Um, no uh, no throwback screens is another comment. Um, no slants I can remember either for us. Well, Isaiah Austin was your slant guy. Isaiah Austin's hurt now, and he doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. Um, so that hurts. I mean, he's your top wide receiver. Um, let's go here. John Griffin. It's like the army personnel does not match his previous personnel. Well, yeah, when you're playing the at the Nebraska Kearney level, which with all due respect is division two, and you have a very athletic guy at quarterback that can do a lot of different things. It's that fits your scheme that you recruited to fit your scheme. It's a little different, right, Steve? I mean, hundred percent different. I mean, if there's a reason why the quarterbacks get paid the most money out of anybody, um, and, and yeah, it's, it, that's, what's going to be it. Our players don't match and they're not going to match and they may not match next year either. Um, Man. you know, we're going to need to get, you know, our recruits in here that fit this scheme. Um, don't be surprised if next spring ball, we got some defensive players moving to offense, offensive players moving to defense. And, you know, there's a jumble. I mean, the same thing happened when coach Ellison came in. And the same thing happened when Coach Munkin came in the first time. Like, there's going to be changes. Um, and, uh, again, it's it's frustrating uh, because a team that, you know, especially a team that smashed this team last year um, and just loses a senior class and then we lose, uh, it just, you know, you know, everybody wants to point fingers at the offense because that's, you know, it's the easy button right now. And it, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's it's easy to be frustrated with the offense with what's been going on, but uh, it's just it just was not a good day on Saturday. Period for for anybody. True, true, and uh, I talked. We talked to uh, Coach Munkin a little bit after his press conference and just asked him about under center plays and if he thinks about you know going under center at, at all. And you know what he told us every day. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you're scoring 14 points in three games, yeah, you probably think you probably have nightmares about this stuff, right? When you're a coach, and it's just like, what can we do? Like, I mean, how- what I mean, you know better than I, Sal. Is this the worst three game stretch for Munkin at Army? Um, that two and ten season, right? They probably lost their share, they lost their share of games, but th- those games were always cl- close, like a, a score. A score, right? They lost that Penn State by seven points or less. They were really close in that season. I think they had seven games of. I, mean, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. 
you know, lack of scoring being a reason, though. Oh, no, no, no. He, I mean, no, their last shutout was what, 2003 at Mikey Stadium? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, for, and I'm not talking about like the losses because I know he did have, I think that two and 10 season was, that was yeah. one of those years where they could have easily been, you know, six and six. Bunch yeah. of awesome close ones. Uh, I'm talking about these last three weeks have, I'm not going to say uninspired, but I'm going to say that there is an identity crisis, not crisis, but there is some identity searching that needs to be going on and how these guys want to finish the season yeah. uh, moving forward. And they got a, they have a really, really tough opponent uh this weekend yeah i mean we're gonna we'll get to that in a sec but yeah like just looking through the years right they've had moments where they didn't score any points but i mean i'm looking at you know three points against duke in that two uh two and ten season three points against air force you know but then you know um Five-point loss, three-point loss, six-point loss at Penn State. So they were close there. And they were they, like, lighting up the scoreboard? No. Will this Army team ever light up the scoreboard on a consistent basis? Will they put up 40 points a game? I don't think they'll ever do that. But it would be nice to be consistently in the 20s every once in a while, you know, and give your team a chance to win. And we'll see. I mean, you know what? I have a little bit different point of view on, you know, yeah, you need to get the right players in to fit the schemes. But – Man, by two-thirds of the season gone, something should be more – it should not be operating more smoother. It just should be. You've repped it enough where you shouldn't be in in, in this rut that they're in. I mean, I said that, you know, they're, they're digging – this whole – they're digging themselves a hole now. You know, um, last last uh, week against LSU, I mean, it was bad. This is – this is I think this is their worst loss since they lost at Yale. And that well, – and that's, I think, 2015 season. They lost in overtime to Yale. I mean, this is this is bad. Yeah, I also think that um, the the point of, you know, it being a, what is that, four? Four power five opponents in that 2015 season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and, and, uh, and look, I'm not a, I'm not. Yeah. Good point. I'm not. Um, on the bandwagon, but I'll say this: SEC is different. All right, so you can you can call it Power Five, yeah. but SEC LSU, it's a whole different. It's a it's not. They're so much different than Power Five in general. Um, the SEC is by far the best conference in college football, so it's, yeah. it's just different. But back back to, um, you know, the offense, the. Um, the, the other thing is there's probably not a lot of, you know, when you're learning a new offense, the starters are getting all the reps. There's not a lot of chances for, you know, second and third string guys to get reps because the starters have to learn the offense. So when you have injuries um, and you have uh, people that haven't had the reps as much as the starters, that's where you can see such a decline or such a gap in the first string, the second string, because they just don't have the sets and reps as the first team did because they got all the reps in spring ball because they had to learn it. They got all the reps in camp because they had to learn it. 
They've well, been getting, go ahead. No, real quick. Uh, I know at the beginning of camp, the preseason camp, they were talking about trying to get people as many reps as possible to see where they fit in, on the depth chart, so to speak. So at the beginning of camp, people, they were mixing in and getting people reps. But now when you get closer to the beginning of the season, you're right. You're going to do your first. Well, I'm not. I'm not yeah. a, yes, they got they got lots, of, you know, lots of reps, whatever you want to. Yeah. I'm not, it's different than going from an offense that they've run nonstop mm. for. Yeah. multiple years where they've yeah. gotten endless amount of reps through the years where your second string quarterback is a system quarterback along with your third string and your running backs and everybody's a system team yeah. where maybe they aren't getting the first team reps, but they know how to practice and they know how to get reps on their own and they know how the steps go. And you they can know do it in your sleep. Works. You can do it in your sleep to right. a point. Yeah. So that's where you can see when you lose starters in a new and that's offense, defense, special teams um, in a new system. The difference between the first string and the second string, there's a much larger gap because of the lack of experience in, in reps and sets. Yeah. You know, I was talking about this. I, I forget. Maybe we talked about this last week, but you know, you see that they're, you know, Champ Harris, right? Freshman, Conley Con- Udo, freshman, Toby Alawale, freshman, Brady Small, freshman. You know, so these are this is a new offense. These are guys that maybe they fit the offense better than the more experienced guys. But those guys don't really have, like you say, now it's eight games in the season. Brady Small has enough game reps at center, right? But um, guys like Champ Harris, who are playing in his third game against UMass, and guys like Toby Alawale, who they brought brought along, is now receiving some good reps. You know. I don't know. I mean, some of the. the I mean, the, look, I will. I will. This is just a. For me, this is what I believe is the correct uh, organizational move or whatever is. Look, you got a new system. Like, you got to put guys mm-hmm. in it that are going to be in the system and they're going to learn it over time. And if you've got a senior who's as good as a freshman or they're equal or even if the senior is a little bit better or a little more, more consistent, but the freshman has a lot larger upside by the time he gets in the system, you're going to force those younger guys to learn the system and go through those growing pains. Yeah. And that may not be what our coaching staff is doing. Um, you know, coaches love to say that the best player plays, um, but there's always like an asterisk of like the best player for the program place um and that's kind of where uh, me personally that's how i would that's how i would run my organization is guys that have more time and new system i got to get them in that system because you know uh it's just how that's how i'm going to get better results uh quicker yeah lots of comments here you guys um really appreciate hey steve i want to read you something that i just got from an army season ticket holder and about the offense and just get your opinion on it. If you don't mind, I, I received a text message. This system, I guess you're going talking about the offense. The system goes against every, everything Munkin ever said, physical superiority will always prevail and army will never be physically superior. Therefore run a system that reduces the need for superiority and execute close to perfection. This offense needs athleticism on par with the opposing defense. Um, so I, I think it is. I think there is. I think players are playing hesitant. 
I don't think we're playing full speed in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're trying to, and I think we are trying to be in the right place at the right time and the right alignment. And there, it's not a lack of effort. I think yeah. we are we are at a point where it is, you know, uh, you know. I always go back to this because this is how I kind of frame things. But the the four levels of competency, right? So you have like what you end up wanting to get to is unconscious competence, right? Mm-hmm. So without even thinking, you're just doing what you need to do. Um, and right now, I think what we're doing is, uh, you know, maybe conscience uh, competence where we're having to think about doing the right things. Um, and it's just making us a little more hesitant. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't mean to make it so black and white. There's obviously a mix there. Sure. Um, but I have to believe that when we finally get this offense going, it's going to be a physically ran offense because that's just who Coach Munkin is. Um, oh, yeah. I, I understand that the alignment and the way it's, you know, shotgun, and but I, I still believe this offense can be physical with how we play call and how we play once we get to the point where guys are confident and not having to think so much um, about it. And that's just, that's, you know, that might be my, my glass half full kind of view on it, but I have to believe I, I I'm right there with uh, whoever that was where I'm not, um, I don't see myself watching army football with coach Munk in there over the next couple of years. And we're still like, you know, you know, kind of like feeling our way through games. I, yeah. I just don't see it. I see us going back to not going back, but running plays where, Guys are running downhill. They're they're smooth and quick reads. The RPO is you know we're we're you know the quarterback is you know putting the ball in the running back's gut and pulling it last second and hitting the slant like that kind of timing, that kind of uh, efficiency where you know you're basically getting jab jabbed and hooked throughout the day um, where teams can't yeah you know, we're keeping them guessing and that's you know where it's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know where it's coming from. And now, yeah, I mean, they kind of like – we kind of know they're going to try this. It's almost like the, the triple option offense where they're trying to soften up the inside, right, a little bit and then to open up other things. And it's just like, all right. But, I mean, I mean, let me let me ask you. Uh, just on the de- I want to ask you on the defensive side of the ball with the success that UMass had rushing the football. Now you're facing Air Force this week coming up, and that rushing, um, that rushing game is much more advanced with all due respect than UMass's rushing attack. Um, could Army have done anything to slow down UMass's running back on Saturday? Could they have brought more people to the line of scrimmage? UMass really wasn't throwing the deep ball often. They were throwing a lot of quick passes, getting the ball out real quick. Could they have done anything different on defense? Um, I'm not sure. I it, There's a couple plays I, you know, I reversed back to watch, um, and it seemed like they did – they caught us a few times in uh, some stunts that just, you know, sometimes, you know, unfortunately that happens sometimes. Like, you know, we run a, we run a defense that, you know, based off the timing, the sun either hits and it's great or, you know, it doesn't hit and it's not so great. Uh, but it did look like there was a few um, plays there where UMass did a really good job, especially on that counter 
where they hid the not you can't hide it but they they did a very good um kind of like flush movement where as people cross your face right like as a linebacker you know it's always like your spidey senses goes up if like everything's flowing this way but somebody crosses your face it comes back the other direction Mm. it makes you kind of stop for a second um and that's waggle plays that's counters that's you know whatever um but they did a really good job of like kind of flushing those flushing those on on UMass's side to where it was difficult to um if you like you weren't expecting it i could see how you could miss it um mm. so i mean munkin said they were prepared you know they, they yeah, seen no. that they, they seen the counter play they knew it was coming they just couldn't didn't have an answer for it sometimes and and when they did it was too late you know and um I don't know. Is there anything else that we could touch on on this on this debacle against UMass? I mean, anything else that I mean, the two yard punt. I mean, God, I'm I, I don't know. You know, here's the thing, Steve. Before the game, I thought I was, it was four. Was it four or was it two? Officially, in the stats, they said two. Oh, in the stats, it was two. And I don't know if they changed that. I haven't gone back if they changed that after the game. But I look. That's this thing where you look like two, three, four times. Is this correct? How can this even be right? A two-yard punt, but it didn't go very far. It was shanked. We've seen this before. And like me, right, going into this game, I'm like, Army shouldn't even really need a punter in this game against UMass. You would think if everything was going right on offense in the past, they probably wouldn't even have punt against UMass last year in 44-7. This is not last year's team. This is not last year's offense. I get it. But I didn't even think the punter would be much of a use. But it turned out those were key plays. You know, those two punting plays, even though UMass did not score, I don't think they, they missed a field goal on the two-yard punt. I think they missed the field goal. For some reason, they could have put that – Steve, they could have put Army away in the first half. And for some reason, they decided to try a 40-something-yard a field goal instead of go for it on fourth and two when their field goal kicker already missed an extra point. And I'm like – they could have they could have put that game away if they would have kept their offense on the field, got a first down. You're up three touchdowns in the first half. The way this offense was working for Army, Army wasn't coming back from three touchdowns. I don't think. But. I think um, the the other important aspect of that is I I don't uh, know exactly how or when the like. But it almost felt like, like we were waiting. Almost like we were waiting for something to happen to be the moment that okay, now we're gonna turn it on. And that just that moment just never came. Yeah. And I can't really explain it. But like I'm watching this game, and I'm like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, man, it seems like we're waiting for something to, like, like just kind of be given to us or we're waiting for something to happen to go our way instead of going to take it. Um, yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah. You know. I'm, I'm telling you, um, we said this in the past and we praised him last year. Right. And th- for last year, we praised him for the last three, the three, two years before that Mark, Mark Quayle brought in the, what he brought to the table. Right. And he always had to say, I guess he called the uh, secondary guys, the takers. Right. You, 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 and they just don't have that this year. They just don't have the, the playmakers on defense. Unfortunately, they don't. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes you need that. that yeah, I, I, there's, there's a lot to be said, and you can look across 
a lot of great defenses. Uh, they all had an identity. It was, uh, and they all had an attitude about it. And they all had, you know, almost a, not necessarily a chip on their shoulder, but they were going to tell you what business was, you know, going to be handled today. And, and that's, you know, the, losing a guy like Marquell, you know, it's, it's almost like, It's, I don't know how to put this without saying like what I'm going to say, but like, it's almost like you can't step up because it's like, you're trying to fill such a large void mm. that it's like, dude, like you're, you're trying to be McQuell. No, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be me, Yeah. you know, trying to, you know, feel something that's missing. Um, where it's like, you could almost, uh, be ingenuine or almost like an imposter if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think Q Hammonds has had a, a solid season. I mean, I was surprised maybe like I was saying in the press box, I would have, I don't know if they did. I, w- I should have followed it a little bit more closer once I said it. I would have moved Q Hammonds or closer to the box in this game. He was making some tackles near the line of scrimmage at times. I would have moved, I would have put a safety near the box. I would have left Max D. Domenico deep. Maybe that's what they did. I wasn't watching every, I haven't done the tape yet on the game, the snap counts, but, um, I would have put more guys in the box and say, okay, we got to stop this guy. He's killing us. You know, we got to stop this guy and, and see what happens. If they beat us over the top once, they beat us over the top once. I don't know. I mean, never not never coached a defensive down in my life, you know. Hey, hey, Steve, I will tell you this. When I got home from that game, right, I went for a bike ride with my daughter. And then I put on my um, leaf blower backpack that I haven't started up in, like, a year or two and I blew some leaves for like a half an hour, you know, and that was very therapeutic for me after watching a game like that, you know, just to get your back to home life, trying to put that away. And I hope that's what the army team, the army team has to do that. I mean, they got uh, the biggest, you know, every, you know, every game is the biggest game of the year, right? Well, this is now, I mean, pretty much is a two game. Is it not a two game season right now for them with air force and Navy? Is it not? I don't know. But I will say this. Um, it's one of the best things about playing at, you know, a cat, you know, Air Force, Army, or Navy is a lot can be saved by winning the CIC. Uh, mm. uh, <laughs> jobs can be saved winning the CIC, and jobs can be lost losing the CIC. Um, so, uh, you know. Not that we would ever want this, but yeah, I mean, it's it. it this entire season um, can flip its flip on its head with a win over Air Force, and yeah. uh, people will they they will forget very quickly about these last three weeks. Um, we come and show up against Air Force and and get out of there with a W. And you know what? To be honest, okay, so Army is an 18-point underdog right now to Air Force 8-0. Air Force is ranked 17th in the country. And quite frankly, I think that this Air Force team, I haven't watched them too much here and there and then the, the Navy game, but this could be one of the best service academy teams, Army, Army, Navy, Air Force, in a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty solid. But the one glimmer of hope I see is that Navy game. They won 17-6. They didn't blow Navy's doors out. And Navy, yes, Navy is having a better season than the Army right now with a first year, you know, first year coach, Brian Newberry. 
but it gives Army a little hope. These games have been close in the past, and if the defense can step up and the offense maybe can get, I think that but you know they will never listen to me ever, Steve. Right? I said at the UMass game, you win the coin toss. You take the ball on offense and you make a statement against UMass. You go down there and you score a touchdown. You say, we're going to do that more often than not. Well, they went on defense to start the game against UMass, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying maybe that drive that Champ Harris had that took a minute or a minute and a half where it was zip, zip, real quick, hurry up. How about using that against Air Force? I don't know. How about trying something like that to start the game? And I know you want to chew up the clock against Air Force. You know, I know you want to play maybe the old school game, but you got to get on the board to beat them. You got to get on the board to beat yeah, them. I, I mean, I think one thing that objectively everybody within the organization and watching the organization knows right now is we got to do something different because – What's going on right now is is not working on multiple levels, um, and something's got to change. Whether that's tempo, whether that's you know how we're snapping the ball, whatever. Um, something's got to change, um, and we got to find a way to give ourselves the edge because right now we do not look like we have the edge against anybody recently, yeah. and we need it. We're gonna need it. Yeah, and like so, you know, we go we only got to talk to Champ Harris and Austin Hill after the game, right? And to say that a loss to UMass um gives the team motivation heading into Air Force. I mean, I don't know, right? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think you're motivated, but Austin Hill did say we're a, we don't need any motivation. We, we, we that game is enough motivation for us, right? Now, the loss doesn't put a good taste in your mouth and not a good feeling heading into that Sunday watching the tape and getting ready for Air Force. But, I mean, it, it shouldn't – it's Air Force. That's that's enough said. It's enough said. It's a, it's a rival. It's a rival. It's a rival that you don't like. Um, there's not a lot of respect. We, we, I've been, we've been through this a million times on the, on the podcast. There's not a lot of respect amongst the coaching staffs. They don't like each other. And – that should be enough motivation to see. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the UMass put a bad taste in your mouth. You, I, you've got five weeks of that. So, yeah, there's a lot of bad taste. <laughs> if, if that's if you can't, <laughs> if you need uh, anything, anything other than it's Air Force Week to motivate you to be dialed in with film, dialed in with alignment, eyes, feet, mm-hmm. anything. Um, may not be the right game for you to be playing in because there's a lot of uh, rivalry. There's a lot of also outside factors, like just with like how we view Air Force out of the three. There's a lot of chip on the soldier from Air Force, knowing that they're just not, you know, not the favored academy, um, even mm-hmm. though arguably they've done the best out of the three academies in <laughs> in the recent history. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. They're playing that game at Empower Field, the Denver Broncos Stadium. They're not playing that on the Air Force campus. I don't know if that's any – I mean, it's still going to yeah, be – I know. Right. I, lived in, I lived in Colorado the past two years, and they decided to go in Arlington two years. The year I leave, uh, you know, they're playing in Colorado again. I'm like, it can't, can't win, man. 
Nah, you're all for yeah. Yeah, hey, um, the altitude I'm guessing in in power is the same as Colorado Springs, right? I mean, or, or about the same. Is that does that play a factor at all? You think Colorado uh, Colorado Springs is higher? Um, so I lived at about 6,800 feet. Um, Denver Stadium's at 5,200. So okay. it's exactly it's almost exactly a mile high. Um, yeah, above sea level. Um, but no, there's a, there's definitely a difference. Um, and, um, but it's not, you know, it's not something that's, you know, teams do it every week. So yeah. it's not something that teams can't overcome. Let, let's hope uh, army can overcome it and maybe shock. Um, I, I, I guess it would be kind of college football. If you're beating a ranked team, I think this, the stat is they haven't beat a ranked team since 1972. And that was air force. So, I mean, 50, 50 plus years ago, why not um, repeat it? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's 50. I think I saw the LSU graphic. They've lost 52 straight games to ranked teams or AP ranked teams, I think. I think so now 53, I guess, if, yeah. if, if you want to. So, um, man, you could really change. Like you said, you can change the season. You can change, you know, a little history, too, while you're at it. Why not? Think, yeah. And look, we. The season's not lost at any aspect, and it a win over Air Force um, will be huge, and we can do it. It's not like they're just this, you know, you know, a team that's just like untouchable. Like we know that we can do it. We just have to show up for sixty minutes. That's it. That's it, you know, on offense, defense, and special teams, and special teams. It's going to be so critical in a game like this. Um, you got to get it right, and hopefully they can get it right on Saturday. Again, it's a 2.30 kickoff. Um, I think it's on CBS Sports Network. I could be wrong um, because I don't think they're kicking off on CBS at 2.30. Um, but, you know, you, you definitely be able to find it. Um I'll be I'll be watching. We'll be watching it from home. We're not taking the trip out to Denver to see that game, but uh, you know, but we'll be we'll be having your coverage. Check our website out. I'm gonna have some quick thoughts on uh, the UMass game. Put that baby to rest real soon, and uh, then also um, our, our game stories up by Seth Mendelson. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. We'll try to get you some. Uh, we're gonna try to get some guests on some former Army players on here, Steve, sooner or later. You gotta try to do that. Um, in the near future, uh, hopefully get maybe one, one of your former teammates or somebody on from the past. Cause I think those are, I really love to do those. And I think that in my, in my, my fault, it's been a little lacking. So we'll try to get some of those on too, but for now we're going to put that um, UMass loss in the, in the rear view and look ahead to the air force big game on Saturday guys. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate all the responses. You can keep that up. If you're watching the replay of this and uh, we'll, we'll see you on Saturday. Hopefully, uh, reviewing a uh, shocking army win. Beach Air Force. <laughs>